0: Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose is not bending on making it easier to drop off your absentee ballot. Attorney General Dave Yost is building a panel of environmental experts to advise him as he works to protect Ohio's ecology. And some First Amendment scholars don't see how Cleveland can argue that projecting an illuminated political message on a building violates sign laws. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing for Tuesday, October 6th, the first day of early voting in Ohio in this year's presidential election. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose said Monday that county boards of election can offer extra options to collect completed absentee ballots, but only at a single site per county. The issue of having a single site is why LaRose has been under attack in two courts, federal and state. He had until yesterday to explain in federal court why he is not allowing Cuyahoga County's plan to collect the ballots at six libraries. LaRose said counties can set up additional drop boxes for completed ballots, as well as drive-through drop-off stations staffed by bipartisan teams of election workers, but only at or outside the County Board of Elections office. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost is bringing together a group of Ohio environmental scientists to advise him about issues such as toxic algal blooms. Yost intends his 12 member Scientific Advisory Council to ramp up the environmental protection action of the attorney general's office. Yost says part of his job is to protect Ohio's natural resources, and the people on his committee know things that he does not. He wants the members' expertise to inform his decisions. The advisory council's co-chairs are Dr. Christopher Winslow, director of Ohio State University's Ohio Sea Grant and Stone Lab, and Dr. John Sprague, Director of Science and Research for the Attorney General's Office. Two First Amendment scholars question whether the Biden-Harris light display, projected onto Terminal Tower last week by the United Steelworkers, violated the law. Although a Cleveland prosecutor provided three laws that could apply, The experts say the transient nature of light doesn't necessarily fit under sign ordinances. Even a narrowly focused law could be trumped by the right to freedom of speech. It could come down to the intangible nature of light lacking any kind of permanence. The former director of Collinwood and Nottingham Villages Development Corporation was sentenced to 33 months in federal prison for stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from the nonprofit. Tamiko Parker of Cleveland was ordered to pay more than $164,000 in restitution. Parker, who is 48, pleaded guilty last year to theft concerning programs receiving federal money. She embezzled the money between 2014 and 2016 from the CDC, which develops and leases properties in the city's east side neighborhood. Parker made unauthorized cash withdrawals, had checks issued to her, and used credit and debit cards to make lavish purchases for herself, including a car, things she bought at Harley-Davidson, the Horseshoe Casino, and Victoria's Secret. She also spent the nonprofit's money on trips to Atlantic City and Las Vegas. The Cleveland International Film Festival has announced that its April 2021 event will go virtual because of the coronavirus pandemic. The decision follows a challenging year for the festival. Its 2020 event was canceled in March because of the pandemic, and the fest later opened up virtual streaming options for many of its films. The 2021 festival was scheduled to be the first held at Playhouse Square in its entirety. But those plans changed after a September 29th team meeting when organizers determined a virtual festival would be the safest option. The festival will include hundreds of films and other virtual events over its 14-day run, including viewer conversations and Q&A sessions with filmmakers. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The plane Dealer.